Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hot! Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in five... Four, three, two, one. Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. It is my great pleasure to be with you as always. Happy Balls McWednesday. Doesn't feel happy, does it? I'll get to it in a moment. If you're watching on War Chant TV, don't forget to like and subscribe. We appreciate you. Thanks for doing that if you're uh, so inclined. And on Twitter, it's at J Cameron Show. Tom is going to connect later in the show in Charlotte. We will get caught up on the ongoings today. I think I got a pretty good handle on it. That'll be in the second hour. Ira fell in the first hour. So I'm not in the room, but I can certainly hear, and I have eyes, and I watched it, and you did too. And my guess is if you weren't already in a state of panic, you are now. Uh, and it doesn't matter. Because I, here's what I'll say. It doesn't matter that amidst all the great uncertainty that we have, that, uh, listen, uh, there are some valid points that Jim Phillips makes about what college athletics and the pursuit of money, what that's becoming, what that does to universities, the university system, collegiate athletics across the board. It doesn't matter. That's all well and good, but the ship sailed a long time ago, and everybody wants a life raft, and they needed the commissioner at a time where we watch him walk out during the State of the Union, you expect, okay, project strength. Maybe behind the scenes, you're just as panicked as the rest of us, but nobody needs to see you looking as if you are about to cry. And that was a man who looked dangerously close on multiple occasions during his address as if he were about to cry. Now, I respect the, the man and the aptitude, and I'm not trying to belittle him, but if there was a leg to stand on, if there was an avenue, a path to projecting strength, I think he would have done it. What that address 
and his subsequent Q&A tells you is that there is no path and there is no leg to stand on because he couldn't even throw a life preserver. He couldn't give you a thread, a hope, something to latch onto. It was more about a plea. It was a request. It was a bit of begging that his 50-50 partner, ESPN, understand that they're on the cusp of drowning and that if it doesn't help, that's exactly what's going to happen. But there was no plan or path to or answer for just, you know, all the neighborhoods, they've all got to be healthy. They've all got to be clean. Man, when we start doing that, when you start hearing that, it reminds me of coaches who are dead in the water and they start talking about the importance of academics. Football record's not where it's supposed to be. Get asked about it. And at some point, the desperation stoops to a level in which the person says, well, I mean, this is a fine academic institution. And these kids are becoming men. And we're preparing them for life. <laughs> and you're like, okay, that'll do it. That's a wrap. That'll do it. This guy's done and he knows it. There's a part of me that absolutely feels for Jim Phillips a man tasked with walking out there before the assembled press and the representatives from those schools, all of whom are desperately searching for a way out. And you know when he steps to the dais, and he knows it, what the very first question of the day is going to be. He knows that he doesn't have a good answer. And we've maybe all been in that position. It's a terrible position to be in. If you've ever done something stupid and you're getting called on it by your boss, your best friend, your wife, your significant other, somebody that can hold you accountable, somebody who's in a position to hold you accountable, and you know there's no dodging this, there's no deflecting this, there's no getting around this, I've got to confront the situation that I'm in, right? If you've ever done that, and, and then you're, it's almost as if you're being led to your death as you walk to the door. Whatever door that is, the office door, the bedroom door, your front door, whatever it might be, right? You know, you, you go walking in there and you're facing the firing squad and you don't have a good answer. It's like the 21-year-old me who would frequently say, I'm going for one drink. And <laughs> 10 hours later... Man, what am I going to tell so-and-so? This is not good. you got to answer the question. I felt bad for the guy. It, it doesn't, it, listen, don't, don't get me wrong. I have no influence, sway whatsoever on the ACC's long-term prognosis. I can just observe like the rest of you. And... I can tell you what I think, and I think we all know what we all think collectively at this point. It's done. It's, it's in a lot of trouble. So my having empathy, sympathy with that guy, it may anger you to some extent because you want answers, but it, it doesn't change anything. If it wasn't that guy, it would be anybody else. There's nobody today that could have stood up there because there's clearly not a path. Matthew, did you not listen to that thinking to yourself, oh, no. No, no, he doesn't have an answer. We, this day was coming. This has been on the calendar. He wasn't like walking out of a restaurant. 
and somebody said, hey, Jim, what do you think about what's going on with the Big Ten and the SEC and the disparity of funds for your member institution by way of comparison to those two leagues? Jim, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I just ate a salad. I'd uh, Guys, uh, no, no, this date was circled on the calendar. You had all the time in the world to, to figure out. All right, guys, guys, this is serious. Gather around. Now, you know what I know. This is a sinking ship. Our member institutions are like rats fleeing, desperately searching for dry land. We know it. But we cannot project that. We've got to. We've got to give them something that'll stem the tide or buy time. Something. What are we gonna say? I don't know, Jim. I mean, listen. If you've got a really nice house and they got a really nice house, uh, and and you're in that neighborhood, you know, the whole neighborhood needs to look good. I was thinking, you know, or, or else your your home values they begin to go down. So why don't we say something about? healthy neighborhoods you know we're in this community and uh not all the houses are are right man why don't you want to say that jim i kind of like where your head's at bob that's not so bad healthy neighborhoods anybody else no 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 nobody in that meeting said jim what the hell are you talking about what are you talking about again I feel for Jim Phillips. He's screwed and he knows it. He took over an impossible situation. It is awful to think of that man's sleep schedule. <laughs> Are you effing kidding me is what he's saying to his wife and kids. I took over this conference right as it's about to be exploded. That's a toughie. A lot of thoughts on this and some serious ones, too. We'll, we'll go ahead and have this larger discussion. Uh, I, there's actually some kernels of hope in all of that disillusionment. There is some uh, – I, I thought I heard a few things that seemed to signify that maybe, maybe, rather meekishly, but somewhat predictably, that maybe those schools who – feel compelled to play big boy football and have a seat or at least have a place at the money trough? Have an out? Now, he didn't say that about the grant of rights. But could it be that the ACC, that many of its schools, the root of what it is, a, a basketball conference, may, is there enough of a, of a momentum switch that they're like, let, let them go. Let them go if they don't want to be here. Article written about that very thing. Chuck Burton, uh, actually it was a Ned Barnett piece, I've got it here, I'll, I'll quit, where, where there are people, there are people who are encouraging the ACC to go back to, to, to what they were, and, and maybe those schools who weren't part of the great tradition of the ACC, academic, basketball, whatever it might be, maybe you just let them go on their way in their endless pursuit of money. Oh, by all means! That sounds like an amicable agreement here. Why don't we just meet in the middle and say, you know, some of us want different things. It's not your fault, it's mine. It, is, it, it seems to me, babe, we just grew apart. 
Nobody's at fault here. We just want different things. You recognize it. I recognize it. I don't want to keep you from the things that you value, that you care about. If you want to drink wine and eat cheese with your fellow North Carolinians, then you please do go do that every day, all day. And talk about how great you are. But I'd like to go over here and play a little football. That matters. <laughs> that matters to me. Not to you. So let's just let's just do this. Let's go our separate ways. Maybe every now and again we'll rendezvous. Perhaps amidst your wine and cheese friends, there'll come a day that you would like a ticket to the big game. I'll try to help you out. So this is a fascinating, interesting time. I'm not, I am not in any way uh, further disgruntled or forlorn. Nothing new happened today. Nothing changed today about the plight Florida State University is in and those ACC schools that would like a seat at the table. That, that, nothing changed today. We can get caught up. It happens a lot. We can get caught up. And in those comments and how meek, feeble, frightened, a man may sound answering tough questions. It doesn't, it, but it doesn't change the reality. It just further, perhaps, emboldens you to express your ire. <laughs> I think that's what it does. Yeah. Well, you know, I was already kind of mad. I already understood the situation. Then I saw that guy. And he's supposed to have some answers. Really didn't have any answers. Just kind of furthered on down the road what I thought was already happening. Now he's confirming that it's happening. And damn it, man, that pisses me off. No, don't do that. Decompress. Deep breaths. Not going to change anything. That situation wasn't going to change. But I was admittedly somewhat struck by the, well, the effort through analogy, amongst other things, to try to get you to take a look around and perhaps raise, I don't know, a moral concern? Is that what we're doing, Jim? We're calling on the Big Ten, the SEC, and ESPN to reach back and find their morals? What you're doing in your pursuit of the almighty dollar is wrong. Guys, education is going to suffer. The neighborhood is filthy. (laughs) <laughs> that is a tough that's a toughie as i like to say that's a that's a toughie oh by the way i agree but that ship sailed ages ago i've been sitting here talking on this very program for over 20 years that if you wanted the purity of collegiate athletics and you wanted to believe in the student athlete and not the sham of the amateur athlete that we've embraced over the years with the ncaa then watch the ivy league and that'll probably be ruined soon enough if they can bleed some money out of that league. But it's already over. The time to take a look around about what we're doing here and what we're pursuing and turning this into, in essence, professional sports. Well, that was a long time ago. They had a moment. They had a moment. But as usually, as you, as is usually the case, excuse me, money won out. This is uh, Andrea Adelson asking Jim Phillips the question to start the day, ESPN.com, friend of the program, Andrea Adelson, uh, and, and this is his answer. Andrea Adelson, ESPN.com. Jim, I'll follow up with your last comments. 
How confident are you in the ACC's place right now in this landscape when you make comments about a two or three gated neighborhood considering where the revenue gaps will continue to grow and where the ACC is right now? Andrew, I, I want to maybe level set it, right? The last 20 minutes, I think you got a sprinkling about where the ACC is nationally. All metrics, we are one of the leaders in the country in all of those areas I talked about, except the revenue piece of it. And that's been brought to light with the recent move of USC and UCLA to the Big Ten. A year ago, we were talking about the same thing. And so, truly, over the last 18 months, it's been my primary focus. We were able to get distribution done. We have some other things coming forward relative to what we're going to do in partnership with some revenue consultants that I'm really excited about being able to release that maybe by the end of the month. We're looking at our TV contract. We're in engagement daily, I would just say, almost daily. With our, with, uh, with our partners at ESPN. And I openly talk about ESPN because we are 50-50 partners on our network. And so they're motivated, we're motivated, and we've come together to, to have some discussions about what would be the next iteration for, for the uh, ACC. Doesn't mean we're gonna make a move, doesn't mean we're not gonna make a move, but all options are on the table. Revenue is certainly one piece and a really big piece as we move forward. But I will say it again, we need all communities healthy. And I, I mean, when you think about where we're at right now, we're, we're probably in the gated community as one of five. Maybe, maybe, you know, people have a different line of demarcation about who's in there. It, it really doesn't take away from, we're going to continue to try to find new ways to generate revenue for our conference. Uh, my man. <laughs> Where, you know, you look at it and you think to yourself, well, look at all these accomplishments. And then I get that the revenue matters. Yeah, you think, Jim? We're all there except for the revenue. That has to be hard to utter, to say aloud. That's got to be a tough one. Like, well, you know, you look at it, we, we do a lot of things. A lot of things. Other people are doing things, and we're doing things, and our things are like their things, pretty good things. Their things make a lot more money, Jim. What about the money? Well, we're not there on that thing. We don't have that thing. That's the thing that's missing. But the other things, look at these other things. Look at them. They're just like their things. Sometimes even better. Look at it. Look at all these things. Yeah, but their things are making a lot more money, Jim. What about the – we don't have – I just got done telling you I don't have – but I'm asking some consultants about those things and how we can get them. I've asked them. I've I said time and again, look, we've got nice things too. Can we have that other part of the, the thing we're talking about here, the revenue part? Please? Please and thank you. Anything I can do, we are 50-50 partners. Something that maybe I can do? Can I set up an OnlyFans account? What if I did this same address shirtless? Hmm? What about that? For a little extra, for my late night OnlyFans, folks, I can I could give the same address pantless. Now that's going to be a little extra. But is that something 
we when we're talking about the things. <laughs> that's a toughie. You want to go to that second clip real quick? This is uh, more on the topic of the day. Just two questions. Based on your confidence that you can keep your current membership together and the conversations you've had with the presidents, does this mean you're also confident that the grant of rights will not be challenged, as has been speculated by many over the past couple of weeks? And then secondly, in the next few years, of course, media rights are coming to an end. There will be negotiations. We've heard a lot about Fox and ESPN. Do you sense another network or networks being involved in the conversation with the ACC in some way? So I can just go by what history has told us with the grant of rights, including, including in current times. People talked about Oklahoma and Texas leaving immediately. I think that's pretty well stated now that that's not the case. They're going to wait until their grants of rights is over. Listening to UCLA and USC at the, uh, at the end of June, June 30th, and, and subsequent days after, they clearly are going to stay in the Pac-12 until their grant of rights is over. Um, so, I mean, you can, you can follow the logic there. I, I would think that the significance of what that would mean, the television rights that the conference owns, as well as a nine-figure financial penalty, um, I, think it, I think it holds, but your guess is as good as mine. As it relates to TV partners, I, again, I don't want to speculate about what anyone else has done. We have a deep relationship with ESPN, a valuable relationship. And they're the ones that created the network with us. They're the ones that we partnered with and uh, you know, give so much credit to Commissioner Swafford for all of his work. We'll stay close because in the end, it has to add value to your conference. And you can define value in different ways. You can define value from an academic standpoint. You can define value about athletic success and competitiveness. Are they an AAU research institution? And you can also define it by money. And do, do, does it have value to your conference? Would it have value to your conference? That's the same exercise that I think has been going on for college athletics for a long, long time. Mm. I like the, um, and, and, and we'll remain close. That's your buddy who's hurt by a recent breakup. Devastated by the breakup. You're there for him. But you're letting him talk. You're just, you're a sounding board. You're going to let him talk it through. So what'd she, what'd she say then? Well, you know, I don't know, Jeff. I, I, I was just so caught off guard. I thought that we saw this the same way. 50-50. It seemed to me that we were headed down the same path. And then I get there and I could tell something was off. They weren't talking to me. She wasn't talking to me the way that she usually does. And it felt a little cold. And I knew. So I confronted her. Oh, I, I don't know that you should have done that, Keith. Well, I, well, Jeff, I felt like I needed to. Well, what'd she say? She told me that it was over. She didn't love me anymore. I don't know, Jeff. I think we'll remain close. You can divine love in so many ways. There's a physical love, which I don't have anymore, now that she broke up with me. There is the 
you know, in spirit, you'll always love. So maybe, you know, that's something. I'd rather have the physical, Keith. Idarash Chaffel set to join us next. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Good to be with you. Fun to uh, kind of unpack. Uh, again, don't let this raise your level of consternation. The, the level should have already been one of great desperation and fear. <laughs> the, the bells have been sounded. The alarm has been sounded some time ago. Nothing about the meekish effort of Commissioner Jim Phillips' press conference today should change how you feel inside. I know I'm the guy that says all the time, hey, intellectually, you know, theoretically, you can talk about uh, how a season plays out and you can predict a loss here or a loss there, but then the game actually happens and then it's played and that causes a whole new round of emotions because games are won and lost for a reason. And that, in turn, causes a reaction. And I think that's what happened today. A man that was there to watch it all, our own, Irash Fell, Warchant.com, joins me now from Charlotte. Hello, Ira. How are you, brother? I'm great, Jeff. How you doing? Everybody good? Everybody good <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that was a toughie. Ira, that was worse than I expected, and I didn't expect much. I, you know, I mean, I think the reality is, what was he going to say? Correct. I was joking with, I was joking with another sports writer uh, who you know, um, but I, I don't need to put his name out there in case he doesn't want it, but we were talking beforehand. It's like, what can he say? You know, even before he started, and we were joking that maybe maybe he just shows up, they roll out like a lazy boy, he flops <laughs> down in it, he's got a cigarette in one hand, a, a glass of scotch in the other, and he just, <laughs> just rips, rips every other conference for what they're doing. <laughs> but uh, it, it, I don't know if that would have been better or not, but yeah, I mean, obviously, we got a lot of texts from people during that press conference saying, oh, okay, we really need to get out of here. Ira, I, I don't know. I said at the start of the show – that I don't know what he was supposed to say, but what he did say left everybody feeling far less satisfied with even being here for one more day. I mean, that was remarkable. Like the level of angst that the schools who would like to, you know, to have a seat at the table are feeling, it's already pretty high. 
If after today it's not higher, I'd be very surprised because that was eye-opening. And we both think Jim Phillips is a smart man. What it tells you is that despite the fact that this could have been circled on his calendar for some time, he did not have an answer. There was no path to which he could provide uh, hope. There was no life raft that he could throw uh, the member institution and their fans. Like, he had no answers other than, please. <laughs> I was My thought during the whole thing, and maybe I'll write this, was, you know, like, I feel like people who don't live in Golden Eagle should just kind of maybe show up at the gate, <laughs> at the, uh, talk, to the, talk to the security guard and say, hey, how about throwing us a few bones? Yeah. It, it, it would be better for all of us. If we were all in Golden Eagle, well, can you spread the wealth a little bit? Because uh, we don't like it out here outside of Golden Eagle. Can, can you do something for us? It's tough out here. It's tough out here, man. I just want to drive around. Can I have a day pass? Can I just drive around the neighborhood and pretend I live here for a day? Can we just do that? I mean, holy Jesus. And, and to be sure, none of this is Jim Phillips' fault. No. But But he just inherited a nightmare, and he did not, at least at this particular address, do anything to reassure those who have to asleep again tonight. The only, you know, the only thing I think where he's expressed some confidence, and I'm glad to hear it, uh, if, if, it's, if it's legitimate, was when he was asked about Notre Dame and how confident he would be that they would join the ACC. Mm-hmm. And he basically kind of smirked and said that, you know, he respects their independence. And uh, we certainly want them to join the ACC. And whenever that time comes that they do join a conference, we're very confident it's going to be the ACC. Now, I don't know if anybody else believes that, but he seemed really confident about that. So that's, that's something. The only reason that that gave you pause to think maybe just maybe there's some sort of silver lining in all of this mess is because he's got direct connections to Notre Dame. You know, he's you know, he he was at Notre Dame. He had kids go to Notre Dame. He knows he's friends with the higher ups at Notre Dame. So I don't know. Maybe he does feel confident, but you know, I don't think that's you know, that's the same sort of confidence he had in other conference other conferences, commissioners, presidents, you name it, doing the right thing by the way of higher education. Well that ain't happening, man. <laughs> you don't you don't think you're telling me you don't think like Greg Sankey called up Kevin Warren after that speech and said, "Hey, man, maybe they're right. Maybe, maybe, Jim, maybe Jim Phillips says is onto something here. Maybe we are ruining this thing." By the way, did you happen. not feel terrible for him when he? When, I don't know who it was. I want to give proper credit. It might have been the guy from the Roanoke paper. I, he brought up the fact that the alliance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The alliance was no more just one year later, and Jim had to try to sit there with a straight face and tell you he was proud of the work the alliance hey, did. Hey, we did some good things. I'm proud of what we did with the alliance. <laughs> and I, you know, the, the Big Ten did what they thought they should do, but uh, hey. you know, we did some things. Because <laughs> they're because they're a bunch of a holes, and they don't <laughs> care about anything other than football and basketball. And, you know, he said if uh, if football and basketball is all we care about, that we've lost our way, and that's and it's like. Yeah, man, except the money is real. It's all real. You know, this isn't about, this isn't in a classroom, you know, in, a, in, a, in an ethics class where we're discussing what should be done. This is reality. Those schools are making that money. Your schools are not making that money. And to sit here and act like, you know, if you just, 
you know, say we're holier than that. I mean, it just was, I, again, man, I, like you said, I don't know what he could have said, but that was that was painful. He was appealing to their morals. you got to be kidding me. It's the SEC. What are you talking about? He's a he's appealing to ESPN as if that's not a business. All the uh, all the you know work for all the mom and pop shops that the box stores put out of business, right? Oh man! <laughs> when he you know the, you know when I stopped listening, Ira, I stopped listening when he talked about leaving Notre Dame to go to Northern Illinois. I'm like, right. sir, sir, read <laughs> the gu- read the room, read the room. <laughs> I the look on the what were the faces of the reporters and people there to cover this event? What were they like when he starts prattling on about leaving Walmart and taking over the local, you know, hammer and nail store there? That was unbelievable. I, I you know, I, you, because we're we're it's auditorium seating, you can't really see other people's faces unless you turn around. But but afterwards, several uh, several national and uh, local. Uh, sports writers I spoke with who were who were just kind of blown away, um, you know. And, and I told I told somebody at, at the ACC I said, "Look, he's going to get killed for that." I hope you guys realize. <laughs> I hope you guys realize what's about to come because every reporter that's in that room is going to kill him for those comments. But like you said, it's not his fault. You, I do feel a little bit bad for the guy because he he's only been here a year. They need to bring Swafford up there and make him answer questions. I I well I agree. Swafford's on a beach somewhere drinking, laughing. <laughs> Um, and, and thinking, boy, what a mess I got them into. And, hey, I'll take another Mai Tai. So I don't know. Like, uh, th- There was one angle, and I, I do want to ask your opinion on this, um, because other than that presentation, I w- I'll get to FSU specific here in a second, Ira, but other than that speech, which is really going to be the crooks of what everybody takes away from this ACC kickoff. It's not going right. to be what Dabo or Mike or any other coach says. It's going to be what we didn't hear and what we did hear from, from from Mr. Phillips, but I I did get a sense. I don't know. Maybe I was just you know hoping this to be the case. But there almost seems to be some momentum towards this idea. Like he is resigned to the fact that the ACC is not going to be able to compete. He even mentioned other neighborhoods and that he was all right living in other neighborhoods. So like maybe that, he's that that one was unfortunate. That was a toughie. Well, when he said that, when he said that, I was like, well, you're done here, sir. You have now officially just, that's it. I mean, as if everything you said preceding that comment didn't reveal just how desperate the situation is. Now you're telling, you're trying to tell people, we got to move. Daddy can't pay the mortgage. We got to go. We're moving to that sorry-ass neighborhood that your friend lives in. This is like... That's what he was saying. But when he said it, I thought to myself, you know what? He's crying poor mouth. Again, can't pay the rent. That's fine. He wants out. Man, let us go. Let us go. What if the rest of us can? What if we can afford to live in that neighborhood? Let's let the people who don't want to move with you move. There's no way that'll happen. But it, it almost felt like he was resigned to it. Do you think there's also maybe the message wasn't just for other conferences? Maybe the message was also for the Florida State? And the Clemson, correct, and the North Carolinas to hey, you know, you're, you guys are going to ruin sports even further if you do this just out of your own greed. Yeah, but so you need to think about that. But it's like, yeah, that's that's easy for you to say. I mean, you, you make you're going to make four million a year no matter what we do. Yeah, and Jim, it's already been decided, baby. I don't know what plea year. It's gone. Clemson's gone. If if tomorrow Florida State, Clemson, and several others, if there was a path and it was defined as to how you could get out, 
they would do it. And, and if that meant that they got help from whichever league wanted to pluck them, they would do it. They would do it. And I, I don't know, man. I, I'm not more angry. I'm just blown away at how sad that was. That was the dying of the light. I mean, what we just uh, – that was it. I mean, because – and that was one of the differences between – and I knew it was going to be different this year because really the last, you know, five, six years, as the revenue gap between the SEC and the Big Ten and all the other conferences was growing, there there was always the hope of, okay, at some point we're going to get a network, and at some point that network is going to bring in additional money. And it may not be as much money, but maybe they'll shrink the gap gap somewhat. But then what's happened these last two years with – you know, the SEC expanding again, and then the Big Ten expanding again, and then the numbers get projected out over the next decade, and people realize, okay, the gap is not the gap is not going to shrink. It's going to expand tenfold. And now you're like, okay, well, this the conversation is different. And last year he was a new AD, you know, or he was a new uh, commissioner of the conference. So I think people were, you know, going to give him a little bit of time. But now here we are a year later, and there's no more – there's nothing hopeful to point to. You know, there's nothing – you. The network already has been tried. They have a network. It's not going to close the gap. And so unless you can go expand, now he didn't shut the door on expansion. He did say that everything's on the table a couple of times, including revenue sharing. So, you know, I this, this didn't change my opinion going back a month ago. I thought the two things that they can look at is expansion again and changing the revenue sharing model to where you start giving the Florida States and Clemson's a few other schools some extra money. I think, to me, I'm convinced that has to be happening because – he has no other answers. There's nothing else he can do. I did think it was a Freudian slip when he said 17. Right. I mean, he said 17 and then went uh, 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 15 teams. I mean, uh, come on, that can't be a coincidence. I think. I think. But I think that's where the mindset is for sure. Yeah, I think they're adding two teams. Is there any speculation on which two? I haven't heard up here. No, I haven't heard up here. Um, just I. Coming into the week, just a lot of the same names. People, a lot of people have speculated maybe a school in Texas just to get that revenue market, and then you know there's a couple other schools in the in the closer to the footprint that uh, might be on the table as well. <laughs> in the chat, Ira Thomas writes: France appealing to Germany's humanity in 1941. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could probably come up with a lot of those. Oh, that was so good! I just the whole time I went, oh no, you poor man. I was waiting Francis for somebody to come up there and give him a hug. Francis President holds a press conference. Hey, have you guys realized what you're doing in our neighborhood? Here? Yeah. We this this isn't I mean, this isn't the best for everybody. This is untenable. I mean, I've trimmed the hedges. I've done all that I can, but all of you are coming in here and just ruining things, <laughs> dropping bombs on my neighbor. Yeah, this is uh, that's that was that was something to behold. Well, I you know, as far as FSU goes, real quick, your observation on Norvell and, and Jordan. Anything, uh, I'm going to ask Tom next hour also. We're going to have a hit from him. But I, I am curious, uh, your thoughts on anything from FSU. You know, something strikes me here just from a distance. And it was happening more and more when I was going every year, too. And I, I, I'll get your opinion on this because I'm not there right now. Boy, I, not only does FSU need to get back to winning for all the obvious reasons, but man, it's tough when you go to those things and they're an afterthought. Are they still just a complete afterthought? Well, here's what happened this year, and it was great for us in the local media, you know, War Chant and a few other outlets who were here as well, because we basically got the FSU guys totally to ourselves, and I don't think that's because they're an afterthought. It's because they were the first group to go after Jim Phillips. So all of the media were busy torching Jim Phillips. They were all writing their columns, watching <laughs> <laughs> the ACC, so they couldn't be bothered to come over there and interview Mike Norvell and the players. So really, man, it was local media 
we we got basically about a half hour with each player and coach, and then more time uh, in a separate breakout as well. So it's been awesome. We got plenty of content from those guys. The biggest takeaways, I think, one is that you could just see Jordan Travis, you know, just the comfort level. Last year we talked a lot about how Mackenzie Milton was here also, and he kind of felt like Jordan was a little brother. Well, now, man, he is the guy that's, you know, carrying himself a little bit differently, and he's put on some more weight. He's over 210 pounds. He's just, you know, you could just see he's settling into that role, which is good. I think that could help him on the field. And then the defensive guys, Jamie Robinson and Fabian Levitt are here, and they just, man, they are super confident, man. That group, they feel like what we saw in the second half of last season, the work they put in the offseason and the transfers they brought in, they really feel like this team's going to be a completely different team from last year. So it's all talk right now, but it sounds good. I'm excited, man. The season can't get here soon enough I, I, for a lot of reasons. We know the importance of the year. It's going to be fun to cover it and watch it and all that. Plus, we all love football, so if you just you know appeal to our core passion for the sport. But also because it'll be the first thing that distracts us from having this conversation every day, which is what the hell are we going to do moving forward? You know, that's yeah, one, more, one more idea. Hmm. Could, we, could we go over to Golden Eagle and just like set up a, a bake sale or a lemonade sale? <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe the, the ACC can do that. I, the ACC, at, at what, the next championship game, we can have a big uh, lemonade stand. What is Jim doing right now? Drinking? <laughs> yes. yes it's, sure. it's, what time is it, 148? Jim, you got to pop them early today, baby. No, no rocks. Oh. Can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> have a good one, brother. Thanks. See you, Jeff. All right. Holy hell. That's a toughie. The Jeff Cameron Show PR firm, I, I just somebody brought it up. I hadn't thought about it. I don't I don't know if I want to touch this one. And I'm notorious. I'll take on some tough cases. I mean, I've taken on some cases that Tom has backed away from the table and said, I can't believe you're considering taking this case. Somebody has to do it. There are defense attorneys for a reason, Tom. I know this man murdered 19 people. He's got to have proper representation or else the system doesn't work. Taking the case. Money's green. <laughs> it's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. So, in all seriousness, uh, while we already understood uh, the depth of desperation uh, felt, uh, I think it just led further to this anxiety uh, that the fan base feels. But I, I don't know if I properly worded it. In this short segment here, uh, we're going to get a hit from Tom Lang in the next hour, get his thoughts on, on some of what he heard today and saw, especially from Florida State. Um, I'm not surprised to hear in reaction to Ira's comments here and that that the reaction there was the same that we felt here i mean you and i before the show matthew going over the sound bites we wanted to use i don't know the more i listened to it in order to time stamp them the more incredulous i got the more i thought oh no that and we were just talking during the break it was a little bit like those little uh, easter eggs in, in great movies that you enjoy like the next time that you go watch the big lebowski 
you know, you, you see something else that you hadn't seen the other 10 times you've seen the film. You're like, oh, that's brilliant. I never saw that, noticed that before. When you go back and listen to Jim Phillips, just in regards to the level of desperation and no clear path out from under this hell, you see and hear something else that he says, and you go, what? Sir, read the room. I'm going to say it again. Read the room. Why would you? Again, I think Jim's a smart guy. But not everybody does a really good job of taking the temperature. you got to know when to use these anecdotes. When you're sitting around the fire and everybody's having a good time, feeling pretty good, and somebody goes to the cooler to grab another one, that's not the time to bring up the most depressing thing you can think of. We're having a good time here, guys. We don't need to hear about your ailing brother or sister or the time your father got into that accident. No, let's just keep it light, having a good time here. Read the room or the situation. Take a temperature. So why would you use the story of how it was that you felt when you left Notre Dame and people questioned it to take over the Northern Illinois gig? Why would you do that here and now? You, you cannot do that. I would have guessed. This happens sometimes, right? Husbands, wives. You start to say something. You think it's a good idea. And then you hear it. And you hear it as you say it. You're like, Ooh, whoa, 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 I better dial that back. That does not come across well. I was about to say she's fat in that dress. That is not... That's not a good idea. When he began to go down the path of talking about higher education, there should have been alarm bells going off. When he appealed to the morality of the other conference commissioners and what's at stake in regards to higher education, alarm bells should have gone off. When he began to tell us his own very real story of leaving Notre Dame and going to Northern Illinois. It should have been deafening the sound of those alarm bells. This is not the time nor place to talk about downsizing, sir. This isn't the time. You got to give somebody something to feel good about themselves, and all you're doing is telling us we're effed. We're all effed. You know it, and I know it. What do you want me to do? He might as well just come out there. Hey, everybody, you you know the deal. I'm going to cut you off at the pass. Yeah, you, Keith from Roanoke. Yeah, you, Ira from Warchant. I don't need your questions. I already know what you're going to ask. You're going to ask me how the hell are we going to get unscrewed. Well, we can't. We can't. And better yet, the Granite Rights guarantees you're all going down with us.